You are now listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lexio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Day Ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind. That salvation is only through Jesus Christ. As Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. I'd like to especially welcome members of the Love, Verb and They, or the Word of God ministry, and the Logical Bible Study ministry. And Today we're going to be talking about the Gospel for today, the first Sunday of Advent, which is St Matthew 24 and verses 37 to 44. It is by exploring the Word of Christ that we root ourselves in Him, deepen our relationship with Him, and see His presence in our life. Now, let's read the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 24 verse 37 to 44 in preparation of today's homily. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in Noah's days, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. For in those days after the flood, people were eating, drinking, taking wives, taking husbands, right up to the day Noah went to the ark and they suspected nothing till the flood came and swept all away. It will be like this when the Son of Man comes. When of two men in the fields one is taken, one left. Of two women at the millstone grinding, one is taken, one left. So stay awake because you do not know the day when your master is coming. You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder have known at the time of the night of the, the burglar would come, he would have stayed awake and would have not allowed anyone to break through the wall of his house. Therefore, you too must stand ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And the first thing I'm going to pick out is the, I'm not even sure which verse it is, but it says, so stay awake because you do not know the day when your master is coming. And how do we stay awake? Um, I was just thinking about this and we stay awake in a number of ways. There's some things which we need constant vigilance for. And by constant vigilance, I mean, we have to think about what we're doing all the time. Um, on the other hand, there are things where we are vigilant from time to time. There are things that only have to be looked at every week or every month, sometimes every year. If you run a business, you might have an audit, which an audit sort of goes over um, not only the money that you deal with, but also your procedures, your practices, how you're doing things. And they'll look at how you employ people or how you're being employed, how you're telling people what to do. Generally speaking, how you run things. And you, you can have an audit for a business, that's how the word is normally used, but we can have an audit as well 
for our everyday life. There are other things like health and safety checks. You're obviously aware that running a parish is a bit like running a small business. And these things, although you're sort of vigilant all the time, these things have to be looked at at particular times just to make sure you're keeping on top of them and not letting standards slip. We should have an audit as well in our own lives. We should think about this. Um, some people would say every week, some people would say every day, and so we do. Every day when we go to bed, we should be saying our night prayers and we should be looking over our life for, for the day. But if we only did that, then there would be a real danger of allowing our lives to slip gradually, gradually over time. And whilst each day seems fine, um, as we progress through the weeks, through the months, and through the years, and in my case, through the decades, um, things could have slipped. And the standards that we put ourselves, or the standards that our Lord gives to us, um, that we try to keep up in year one, and day one of year one, maybe have, may have slipped by, year, by the day one of year 20, or year 30, or in my case, um, maybe year 40, 50, or 60. So what... What do we do about that? And one of the things that we do is have a, like an audit of our lives, our spiritual lives, our moral lives, our prayer lives, and our lives of relations, both to ourselves and to other people. And it's quite sensible to do this fairly often, but at the very least, we, we think we might do this every year. Now, Advent, first Sunday of Advent, which is... Um, which is today, that is if you're listening to it on Sunday, the first Sunday of Advent is the first day of the church's year. It's New Year for the church. And on New Year's Day, as we typically celebrate it, on New Year's Day, we, we typically do look at our lives. We look at where we're going, look at where we want to be. But this is often overshadowed by celebrations and extremely trivial television. So it's good for a Christian to look at their Christian life, maybe on some other day, and this is as good as any. In fact, it's better than most. It's the first day of the church's new year. And you should set yourself um, a little questionnaire. When people ask me um, what their spiritual life, how their spiritual life is going, and by the way, no one has ever asked me that, but if they should ask me, I sometimes give them the answer anyway, uh, often, but um, if they should ask me, I would give them a really short questionnaire consisting of two questions. And the first question is, when did you last go to confession? And the second question is, so when did you last go to confession before that? Because sometimes you just catch people at a good time and they've been to confession like yesterday or last week. And then the last time might have been a month ago, might have been six months ago, it might have been a year or two years ago. And those are the, to my mind, those are really pertinent questions for the spiritual life. The other aspects of the spiritual life are, are your prayer life. Do we say our prayers every day? Do we spend at least a little time in mental prayer where we shut off everything else and we just turn our mind and our heart to God? There are many ways of doing this, and these are a sermon each. But for purposes of an audit, um, have that little box and put something in it. You know, so how is my mental prayer getting on? And how has my mental prayer been this last week and this last month? Another thing is um, the attendance of 
public prayer, mass and the sacraments. When I go to mass, um, firstly, do I turn my mind and my heart to God when I go to mass? It is easy, and all of us do it, of going to mass and um, sitting down, absorbing what's going on, or quite often not even absorbing what's going on, but making no real effort to be a part of it and to absorb it into ourselves. Um, some people, their minds are really distracted. Um, I won't say who, but someone said to me, um, they sit down at the sermon. When, they, when the sermon starts, the gospel is over, they sit down. The next thing they know is they're standing up for the creed. And the whole time of the sermon has just passed by in a blur, and they couldn't tell you what went on. And um, he wasn't proud of saying this, but he just said, as a fact, this is what happens. And um, so if this happens for the sermon or for large parts of the Mass, uh, maybe we should look at that again. And the other side of our life is the moral life. Um, how, how do we try to get close to God in improving our habits and improving our morals? Now, again, this is loads and loads of sermons. This isn't just a little sort of 30 second bit in one sermon. But amongst the things that you might put little boxes to yourself are your relations to yourself, your relations to goods, for example, um, to, um, to money, to material goods. Um, are you a bit of a materialist? Uh, all of us are a bit, by the way, so we can't, ex we can't escape from that since we're material beings. Another one is our relation to our emotional life. Um, do we find our emotional life in, um, in treating people or images or the internet as objects trying to find an emotional satisfaction in something which is in itself fairly dead. Um, and our relation to other people. Are we kind to them? Are we compassionate? And, um, and but we've treated this already in the first two sections, our relation with God. So those are some of the things which we might um, find or try to, try to do, try to encourage ourselves to do in this, the first Sunday of Advent, the first year of the first day of the church's new year and listening to the words. So stay awake because you do not know the day when your master is coming. And I'll end with blessing. The Lord be with you. May almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lexia Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and gave you the strength to put the Word into the practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by email. Uh, that's lov underscore verbum day outlook.com. All of these prayer intentions that we receive will be prayed for in our daily Angelus group that are held on WhatsApp and also during our different weekly prayer groups that we gather in person and online. You can check our website in the description for days and times for these gatherings. If this homily has enlightened you or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, community and your social media. Have a blessed week.